Finally, The Rock... Wait, no, not that at all. Uh, Finally, Artie Moreno spoke with local reporters after three years of radio silence, John. So what did he say? What does it mean? And what do you think? It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Of course, every show is free and available on all platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can help us out by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by the ultimate pro baseball GM. Have you ever dreamed about becoming an MLB GM and managing your own baseball franchise? Absolutely. Every single day. This is the game that's definitely for you. If that's you, you can download the game by visiting ultimatebaseballgm.com or looking it up in the App Store. And our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use this code LOCKED ON, all caps, in the game. Hey, thanks for being here with us for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we know that the WBC took place last night. Of course, we're recording this. Just a quick note, we're recording this before the game, but we want to let you know that we will be covering all of it on tomorrow's show. So that includes Mike Trout, Patrick Sandoval's performance, obviously Shohei Otani versus Sandoval is a big matchup that we're looking forward to. So uh, yeah, we'll cover all of that on Tuesday. So don't worry, we'll have all the WBC stuff covered for you. And don't forget, Female Friday, every Friday, you have all week to get your questions in to us so that we can answer on Friday. But today, Mike, we have to talk about Artie Marino talking to local beat writers for the first time in years. It's yeah. been like three years. It has been. And so he finally gave them about a half an hour on Saturday. And so he spoke with Jeff Fletcher and Rhett Bolliger and, and Sam Blum, who, credit to Sam, he's been pushing for this for a while. Yeah, and absolutely. I know, all, I know all the beat writers have, but I, I think Sam specifically has taken some heat for asking for it from fans. And it's like, don't give Sam heat. He's right. We right. want to hear from our owner. You don't want to hear from our owner. Like he's yeah. the one pushing for it. Uh, so, Mike, why don't we get into that right now? That hallelujah you heard from Orange County was Sam Blum shouting to the heavens. That's right. How grateful he is that that actually already talked to local media. So, the first thing we got to address, John, is what did he say about Shohei? So, yes. here's what Artie was quoted as saying in regards to his interactions with Shohei about a potential long-term deal. So, Artie spent a lot of time with Trout to determine if staying with the Angels is what he really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he still hasn't gotten to that point with Shohei Otani, at least according to Artie Moreno. He said he hasn't had any discussions with Otani about his future beyond 2023. What are you doing? Come on. And then he said he'd like to keep Otani, but it's going to be up to Otani. Here's his quote. Otani has to want to be here too. It's a two-way street. When we started talking to Mike, I spent a lot of time with Mike and just said, you have to make the decision. Is this where you want to be? Is this where you want your family to be? And then we started to sit down and talk about all of that. And when we start to sit down and talk with Otani's agent and Otani, he has to figure out if this is where he wants to be 
as well. Artie also said that the Angels haven't had the conversations with Otani, but for his part, the Angels are prepared to, get this, go over the luxury tax if that's what it takes. Here's the I'll quote from Artie. I'll it. Right. He said, we've really positioned ourselves well other than Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon after four years. We really have no long-term contracts, so we've really positioned ourselves to have financial flexibility. He also says that he's not in the position to compete in terms of overall payroll with some of the biggest spenders out there. He said if somebody is going to outspend us by $100 million or $200 million, then there's nothing we can really do about that. We're not in a position to lose $100 million. You can't start losing $50 to $100 million a year and stay in business. Artie did also say that the Angels spend about 60% of their revenue on payroll. And so that's a lot of information that Artie shared. I'm appreciative of that information, but Johnny, what did you hear? Are you more confident or less confident that Otani re-signs with the Halos? It's not, for me, it's not about re-signing with the Halos. It's not signing that extension. I think Otani is going to get to free agency and it's going to place the Angels in the same position as 29 other teams if they haven't sat down with him and talked about this extension already. So to me, I'm less confident in some sort of deal getting done during the season, which to is to the Angels' advantage. You you can't negotiate with Otani if you're 29 other teams. Only the Angels can do that. And so if you're biding your time and not having this conversation with him, what the heck are you doing? Right. You haven't sat down together yet? You haven't talked about this yet? I understand he's playing in the WBC and Otani's busy and he was in Japan and all this stuff. But man, if you haven't sat down and had that conversation yet... I uh, that does not give me any hope or confidence that they can get a deal done, and I feel like he's going to go to free agency. Now, this business about sp- not being able to outspend by a hundred million or two hundred million, and then you you lose a hundred million. First of all, I'm not even sure that's a, a complete sentence because I'm having <laughs> trouble tracking that there. But the second thing is, I think what he's trying to say is you spend money and then you aren't going to make up the fifty or a hundred million that you, extra that you spent throughout the year, but that's just simply not true. You think about the amount of revenue that you can get from increasing your payroll. You gotta spend money to make money, and I think that's where we're at with this team. And if if you spend the money, you're gonna have a successful product. That means more games, more gates, more playoff games, more expensive tickets. Like, let's be real here. Tickets to playoff games are not cheap, and the Angels could certainly make that back. Well, and if they sign Otani, they already get a influx of resource because of the advertisers that that. come along with him. So, Johnny, I'm going to take a different turn at this, and this might be just me being hopeful and being positive, but you can be mad at me or others can be mad at me. But I wonder if Artie saying, I haven't spoken to him, is not an indication that they haven't spoken to him at all. I wonder if Perry Manassian has had a conversation with Otani's agent, and they've been discussing what the parameters of a deal actually looks like. They haven't gotten to a number that they've settled on, which is probably why Artie hasn't been brought into the conversation. Well, that makes me more comfortable just knowing that if if it is Perry Manassian, I mean, we did see him and Nez uh, Bellello at spring training talking yeah. together, Otani's agent. I would feel much better about putting this conversation in Perry Manassian's hands than than Artie Marino. So I understand what Artie's trying to say. He had long thought out conversations with Mike about his future, about his family and things like that. And it's, you know, everybody's different. So for Otani, it's going to be a different discussion. Sure. So yeah, I think you're right. Maybe, maybe Artie hasn't been part of these conversations, but I'm sure Perry Manassian has been part 
of these conversations. I now, hope Mike, so. li- listen to this. Yeah. Artie, Artie <laughs> discussed how the fans perceived his ownership and the significant public backlash from fans who were disappointed when he decided to keep the team. Listen to what he said. I don't have any social media. You always have a vocal minority that are just not going to be happy no matter what. Marino added that fans may have found out the things weren't as good as under a new owner. He said the reality is anytime you sell or do something, it can potentially change the fan experience. One of the things we've always tried to do is keep everything affordable. From the day I walked in, affordable tickets, affordable concessions, affordable souvenirs. You can walk around other parks and look at the prices and look at our prices. The press doesn't like to talk about it, but we have a really affordable fan experience. Sometimes people want something they really don't know. I really want that car, and then they have to make the payments. So first of all, let's call out the fact that he said... That fan disappointment is a vocal minority. Obviously, he doesn't have social media. He said he doesn't. But <laughs> yeah. clearly, he doesn't have social media. Yeah. Vocal minority. Thank Come you. I, I needed you to say it that way because that's when I know that it's ridiculous. Vocal, vocal minority? minority? Who are you talking about? Like your ex-wife? <laughs> like, you know, like, like, the reality is I appreciate that Artie has kept things affordable sure. with the Angels. That's that's a high five, and I will affirm that. The vocal minority is just a lack of self-awareness. Like you just you just don't understand what it is that people are actually really upset about. And we have talked about that multiple times on this pod about the things that have gone on in the organization and in the minor leagues and with the city and all that stuff. And we'll address some of that later on in the show. But it's not a vocal minority. And it's not because people don't think that he's not just going to spend on this team to make them competitive. This is a major group of people that have been really, really frustrated. And he did have another comment where he said, people forget about how we made an investment in Bartolo Colon and Vladimir Guerrero and Tori Hunter. Yeah, 20 yeah, years ago. 20 <laughs> years ago. I only had two kids at that time, Artie. I have three now and they're old, right? Like, so let's get it together. I think that it's just a matter of self-awareness. And I know that he is sharing as probably as authentically as he can. And maybe because he doesn't have social media, He doesn't know about this stuff, but you can't tell me as the leader of an organization that there aren't people in your organization sharing some things with you, the frustrations of those that are outside of your organization. If they're not sharing that, John, then that shows me that this organization isn't healthy in its inner workings because I would want the people around me. In fact, I do have people around me that will share things that maybe I'm not aware of just so that we can get a pulse of the people that we're leading and we're loving and we're serving. And so- That's, you know, it's a church environment for me. It's not a baseball team, but I want to know what the peripheral is out there. What What's the rumors? What What are the thoughts? Because I would never want to assume that we're doing great and we're yeah. really not. I think the one point that stands out to me is that they always equate disappointment with Artie, disdain for Artie with how the team is doing on the field. Yeah, and, yeah. And I will say that that is probably the loudest part of the disdain for Artie. People talk about sell the team, Artie. This team stinks. Like, you're going to see a lot of that on the internet. But perhaps the part that matters the most is the treatment of minor leaguers. uh, Dealing with the Tyler Skaggs situation and family and and all of that. Dealing with the city. Like, disappointment with that. There's so much more to this conversation than just bad product on the field. But I will say, it does feel like the loudest people on the internet are the bad 
product on the field people, sure. which makes sense. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that's probably what Artie sees the most. And that's why the assumption is always made. Hey, that's coming up point. on Locked on Angels, we've got more from Artie's media scrum, including what he said about Bally Sports and bankruptcy and how it's going to affect the Halos. And he talked about the minor leagues. So we're going to talk about that coming up. Today's show is brought to you by the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM Game. This is your opportunity to make all your dreams come true and be a general manager of a Major League Baseball team. You can manage every strategic aspect of the game, of your team, and the organization. You can play through a season, and you can lead your team to victory. With the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, and navigating your franchise through free agency and all of the ups and downs of the season. And it's all in a challenging and realistic game world. You can even be self-aware, maybe unlike Artie, about how you lead the team. Ultimate Pro Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline, which means that you can play on the go whenever and wherever you want. And Locked On Angel listeners, you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use this promo code, Locked On all caps in the game store. So make sure that you download the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM game. You can visit their website, probaseballgm.com. You can also go to the app store and download it. That's probaseballgm.com, the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. And as we continue our conversation about Artie Marino and what he had to say to the beat writers that he hasn't spoken to in about three years. This was a big deal, and there was a lot to take from it. Now, we probably could do like four episodes right. worth of stuff, but <laughs> yeah, we yeah. feel like we've talked about Artie Marino a lot in the last few weeks. But uh, continuing what he had to say, Mike, he said that the Angels have increased spending on player development and will continue to do so. He said Manassian basically has an unlimited budget to add players to the minor league system, and that so far I haven't said no to anything when it comes to additions in terms of infrastructure, staffing, or quality of life improvements for minor leaguers. So to me, it sounds like a good thing, and I I will say that I think that there was a little bit of criticism toward that comment. However, I just don't know that anybody before Perry Manassian has made this important, yeah. right? And yeah. and also Sam Blum had a follow-up article regarding uh, the specific player that they spoke to who was talking about the Angels' conditions and already said that Carpino and Manassian flew out there, but the truth is is that it was Manassian. And so Ray Montgomery and, and at the time was still an assistant, so him and Perry went out there, and the guy had to ask for time with Perry. It wasn't mm. that they went out there to see him specifically. So I will say that you know some of the details of that are, are a little bit, incorrect or misconstrued however it is encouraging to know and i'm sure perry manassian recognizes this like hey Artie, we got to spend in this direction we got to hire staff we got to get more food to these players we got to put them up in better places so for as much as we've called out like treating minor leaguers better hopefully these conditions are continuing to get better i also think that perry manassian is the first one 
to kind of emphasize that in a very long time. So credit to Perry in that regard. Speaking of money, John, the bankruptcy with Bally Sports has kind of hovered over Major League Baseball this mm-hmm. season. But Artie said this, Diamond Sports Group did not include the Angels in its recent bankruptcy filing. That's right. Which is an indication that it will continue to maintain its contract with the Angels to broadcast games on Bally Sports West. They have contracted uh, this group and they pay them $112 million a season. And so far, they haven't missed any payments so that's just an indication for those that have been wondering hey how do we watch games where do we watch games as of right now it sounds like nothing's going to change and it's still going to be on Bally Sports West so if you've been looking for a place to watch it you can continue to watch it where you've watched it last season and the season before for better or worse right (laughs) right yes yeah yeah we love our broadcasters we love the broadcast team Bally's itself Uh, Not so much. Okay, let me continue. Marino said he's planning to sit down with the new Anaheim mayor, Ashley Aitken, in the next two weeks. He said she wrote him a really nice letter and that they wanted to hash everything out. I thought that was great. He said he didn't didn't say if he's planning to open or reopen talks about a deal for the uh, stadium that the Angels had in place with the city. He did say that there's some plans for ballpark renovations. Of course, we've seen that they've given it a fresh coat of paint, thanks to former Locked On Angels host Steve Granato for shooting those pictures over and sending them to us. Being the the on-the-scene reporter. (laughs) That's right. Steve on the street, baby. Uh, Marino said he never spoke to the FBI or other law enforcement agencies about the corruption case involving the former mayor. That, to me, is a big... Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great that uh, the new mayor reached out to him. They want to sort things out. Now, there's not any further conversations than that i think maybe it's just kind of a reset on everything that they've they've both been through so that's a good thing now he couldn't and wouldn't comment on the wrongful death lawsuit of tyler skaggs against the team i think you know mike you made it mention the other day about like it would be nice to hear from him in that regard and how you know their hearts go out to them but i even think that you gotta be careful. Legal, yeah. Legally, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful right? what you, you say. You have to be yeah. careful. Yeah, that makes sense. The no comment here is just all that he could say. Uh, and then finally, the Angels have their radio broadcasters doing road games remotely. He said this is a financial decision. We love our radio people. They do a great job. We just found the economics of traveling forty to 50,000 miles is not going to change that experience. How do you feel about that? I love having them there. I think that there's more excitement in broadcasting when you actually get to see the product on the field rather than watching it through a feed. And Terry Smith and Mark Langston are so fantastic on the radio side. And to be able to make sure that he's actually getting the right then and there moment and the feeling of the stadium, I think is important. That's a part of why Vince Scully was such a a great announcer because he would give us the sights and the sounds, right? It wasn't just about like, hey, what's here? what's happening in the game but you could feel the energy I mean how how many times have we heard just in the last week and a half about how it feels being at the WBC and and feeling the stadium rock I mean Trey Turner said it was the loudest he's ever heard it and that dude played in game seven of the World Series so (laughs) I just think that there's always a benefit of being present and not doing it through a feed and maybe I've got some like whiplash from when Matty V was talking on TV and he was like a eight second or ten second delay right like To me, that just doesn't seem like a smart move. I think being there is present. I know that this is the reality of a... Uh, uh, a post-COVID world. And if they're going to save money, I get it. But I just think having them there is so important and so necessary. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Especially, I know it's radio and he says it doesn't change the experience that much, but I think you owe 
a service to your broadcasters yeah. and to the fans as well. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. It's tournament time. If you're watching the NCAA tournament, it's been a whole lot of fun. Not fun for those that are number one seeds, but those 15 and 16 seeds, they're actually getting some victories. That's exciting. And what's also exciting is you can download the FanDuel Sportsbook app because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. And you can download this app by going to the App Store. It's safe and secure and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to if another low-seeded team can beat another high-seeded team. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NCAA. All right, we're going to have ourselves a, a little bit of a palate cleanser here, and uh, we're just going to talk about the weekend and the weekend that was in terms of spring training. I know WBC is very exciting. We've got some superstars still in the WBC, and again, we are going to be talking about all of that on tomorrow's episode, but Mike, we still got to take a look at the players who are preparing for the 2023 season. So let's take a look at Friday's game. John, the best team in spring training has been the Angels, man. This team has looked really good, and they haven't had Trout or Otani for yeah. very long. And on Friday, they scored some runs against the Royals. They yeah. had 12 runs, and Anthony Rendon had two more hits, John, and another RBI. His OPS this spring is over 1,000. So right. here's the question, John. Guess who's back? Is Rendon? <laughs> back back again yeah i'm <laughs> kidding it's the rendon revenge season and uh i i will uh ride that that train until the end of the season man because as long as he's healthy he's gonna be producing out there and it's just a matter of staying on the field taking yep. care of him put him in bubble wrap because we need him on the field mike here's somebody who's been complicating things just a little bit and that's <laughs> jake lamb who hit a yeah. grand slam uh two hits Ew. five rbis including a grand slam of course would you take lamb over brett phillips as the fourth outfielder i think that brett is 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 a defensive guy and yeah. that's why he's going to be that fourth outfielder uh, jake lamb i think is more of an offensive guy he's more of like he's like jake bull because he's been playing some really great spring right i like, said who's jake bull oh <laughs> i see what you did there yeah yeah thank you uh trying to be folksy probably didn't work but I, I really like jake lamb i think his offensive bat really adds to this team but i think right now brett phillips defensively is going to be who they start with at the beginning of the year. Unfortunately, this is a conversation we've had multiple times and listeners and viewers of the show have had wondering where Phillips kind of lands because he hasn't really been impressive, but mm -hmm. we've got these guys around him, right? Mickey Moniak and Jake Lamb that have been really great where we're like, maybe maybe we should just go with them. So I really like Jake Lamb. I, I do think that Brett Phillips is probably going to be the guy that actually takes that fourth outfielder spot. It's, it's more depth. Too. You think about yeah. Jake Lamb oh, yeah. and, and having oh, yeah. him in AAA and being able to call him up whenever you need him. Also, I it's spring training. Like these numbers are fantastic. Yes. But once the regular season starts, I mean, look at look at the Anaheim native, Jose Rojas, who would always tear it up in AAA and right. the minute he came up, it was right. like he forgot how to play baseball. Hey, how about Jose <laughs> Suarez in his third spring training start? Overall stats, eight and two thirds, a four point one five ERA, one point seven three whip. 
This game was an improvement, however. Four innings pitch, four hits, one earned run, two walks, and three Ks. So I think Jose Suarez just needs time to to get there. And I uh, I believe there was a great YouTube comment that said Suarez always kinds of kind of starts out slow in the yes. season and he picks yeah. it up. So maybe he just needs time to to keep it going. Speaking of pitching, John, on Saturday the Angels played the Rangers and Griffin Canning. Looks incredible. Mm-hmm. He actually looks really, really good. He started the game four and two thirds, two hits, one walk, four Ks, 0.93 ERA Ooh. this spring. So he's giving some good competition to Sunday's starter, mm-hmm. which was Tucker Davidson. And Johnny, he struggled on Sunday. Mm. The Giants seemed to figure him out, got four hits, four runs, and he did strike out four in that game. I think we're kind of waiting for Tucker. This is like one of those games last year. Remember, Tucker would pitch really well, and then he would come back out in his next game and fall apart. I think we're all kind of waiting for this to happen, and so I wonder if this changes anything. They haven't really announced who that sixth starter is going to be, but when you look at the numbers just straight up, Griffin Canning is really impressive. Tucker Davidson was impressive until Sunday's game right. against the Giants. So, Johnny, if you had to Rochambeau right now, rock, paper, scissors, who, who are you selecting? Are you getting Tucker Davidson and and letting him be your sixth starter, or is it Griffin Canning? My heart says Griffin Canning, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go that way, and that's because of Tucker Davidson's situation and yeah. because he doesn't have any options left. So uh, the fact that he is probably locked in for the sixth starter position is simply due to the fact that I don't think Perry wants to have egg on his face. Now, I'm not going to take one bad start out of the multi yeah. that he's had that sure. are good. Uh, now, on Saturday, Drury did foul, a, or on Friday, actually, he fouled a ball off of his uh, calf. And so he yeah. didn't play on Saturday or Sunday. There's not right. really any need to get him out there and aggravate that. It's just a bruised calf, fortunately. Now, the other thing on Saturday, Mike, was that Estevez pitched an inning and he struck out two and didn't walk anybody. There was a lot of uh, worry about him just because (laughs) he's figuring some things out. And so uh, I posted a thread on Twitter that kind of explains why he's been struggling so much. It's really just a matter of, uh, hey, I'm just figuring things out. I'm working on some stuff. Uh, they, They really want him to pitch up in the zone. So I think that's important as well to note because he's not used to doing that but that's actually where he strikes out a lot of guys and then finally on Sunday against the Giants Joe Adele hit a home run we had Hunter Renfro hit a two-run home run and then again Jake Lamb another big day for him double in the third and knocked in a run so lots of options coming into the 2023 season when have we ever had options and been a while (laughs) it's been a while so (laughs) this is all great news all around and it is just making me more excited for opening day to get here. I can't wait. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out our friends Matt and Dom on the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. Going to help you out with all the strategies to make sure that you can win your league and have bragging rights. You can find their podcast wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, and they're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnAngels and at SuperHaloRose on Twitter and Instagram. We would love to connect with you there. Hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, Patrick Sandoval pitches against Japan and Shohei Otani tonight, Mm -hmm. and so we're going to recap that game, and we're also going to get you ready for the WBC Championship on Tuesday. So 
I can't wait to talk about that. I can't wait to see how Patrick's going to do against Team Japan. But we're going to talk about the WBC tomorrow on Locked On Angels. Thanks for being here with us for this episode, and we will see you again tomorrow. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Angels, and we'll see you right back here on Tuesday.